Day 26. As COVID restrictions have begun to ease, it has been good to see more of our excellent staff team returning to the National Resource Centre. I'm grateful for all our staff, but today I'm especially thankful for Cathy. Cathy has been my PA for almost three years and has been completely fantastic. She ploughs through work, keeps me on track, is kind to everyone and is constantly humble and gracious. I often say that I am only as good as the people around me and I'm privileged to have worked with a lot of brilliant people over the years in quite a few different places and have had several reminders of the ongoing reality of that in these days. Many experiences and circumstances can erode our foundation. Without a secure platform, it's difficult to stay upright. There are people whose influence can destabilise us and who even try to see us fall. In Psalm 26, David is buffeted and looking for vindication and level ground. Vindicate me, Lord, for I have led a blameless life. I have trusted in the Lord and have not faltered. Test me, Lord, and try me. Examine my heart and my mind, for I have always been mindful of your unfailing love and have lived in reliance on your faithfulness. I do not sit with the deceitful, nor do I associate with hypocrites. I abhor the assembly of evildoers and refuse to sit with the wicked. I wash my hands in innocence and go about your altar, Lord, proclaiming aloud your praise and telling of all your wonderful deeds. Lord, I love the house where you live, the place where your glory dwells. Do not take away my soul along with sinners, my life with those who are bloodthirsty, in whose hands are wicked schemes, whose right hands are full of bribes. I lead a blameless life. Deliver me and be merciful to me. My feet stand on level ground. In the great congregation, I will praise the Lord. David starts the psalm asking that he will be cleared of blame, that charges against him will be shown to be false and that he will be declared innocent. This request for vindication is what all who face trial or accusation desire. David appeals to God as the one who will do this and his appeal is based on the fact that he is innocent. Specifically, that he has trusted in the Lord and not wavered or hesitated in this. He knows that the Lord knows his heart and mind and is able to validate this claim. David is not saying he's never done anything wrong. In the last psalm, we saw David conscious of his sin and shortcomings and asking for forgiveness. Here, he is essentially stating that he has followed the Lord and has lived in dependence on God. His life has been shaped by remembering God's love and relying on his faithfulness. He has intentionally chosen 
not to associate with hypocrites, those who say one thing and do another, or who say different things to different people. This shunning of duplicity and deceit aligns David with the Lord's rule as a statement of allegiance and commitment. Being clear about who we are helps us to stand for what we believe. If we hide our faith or camouflage our values in an attempt to fit in, we will inevitably compromise. We are to be clear, not chameleons. We are to be in the world, but not of it. David understands that there are people who he should not be in business with. He refuses to hang out with the wicked and detests those who get together to plan and act contrary to the will of God. This refusal to socialise to associate, to listen, talk and relax, is contrasted with his habit of washing his hands to purify himself. Rather than being with those who plot against the Lord, he chooses to be with the Lord's people. He goes to the altar, the place of sacrifice and forgiveness. He proclaims the Lord's praise and speaks of his wonderful deeds. This is not a disengagement from people. It is an intentional separation from a group of people with a set agenda, which is contrary to God's plans and purposes. David is not nominal in his allegiance to the Lord. He is genuine in his enthusiasm and is publicly aligned with the Lord and encourages others to be the same. He loves the Lord's house and the place where his glory dwells. The tabernacle is a special place to David because of what it represents. I have had special people and places in my life. These invariably either lead me closer to the Lord or further away from him. There is no neutrality of influence. What I treasure and value will increasingly shape who I become. I can't have it all. I need to choose who I am and what I love. David asks that God will treat him favourably, that he will be rescued rather than condemned. He is not bloodthirsty, wicked and corrupt. His hands have not been taken up with wicked schemes and are not full of bribes. The wicked are ensnared by the work of their hands. We have heard David speak already of the importance of clean hands as an indication of a blameless life and a qualification of entrance into God's presence. In Psalm 18, the Lord has rewarded me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands in his sight. And in Psalm 24, who may ascend the mountain of the Lord, who may stand in his holy place, the one who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not trust in an idol or swear by a false god. What we hold on to, what we busy ourselves with, these things mark our hands. David is saying he is different. 
he has led a blameless life and the Lord should show him mercy and deliverance. I've not led a blameless life, but I believe in mercy, forgiveness and deliverance. This salvation is not earned through my actions, it's received as a gift. This comes from the only one who has ever truly led a blameless life. Jesus died on the cross taking my blame so that his blamelessness could be credited to my account. This remarkable transaction is my only hope of vindication. As the Lord looks at my heart and mind, my only hope is that he sees Jesus. Because of that, like David, I also am mindful of his unfailing love. David concludes with a great image of his feet standing on level ground in the great congregation and praising God. At the moment, I'm not able to stand. I cannot put any weight on my right leg while my ankle recovers from surgery. Standing is something I look forward to. I have in this season come to a greater appreciation of the value of level ground. Using a knee walker, wheelchair or crutches really draws my attention to the cracks and slopes of ground that on superficial viewing look fairly flat. Having a solid foundation is important for almost every task. David is speaking about security and stability coming from the Lord. We have heard some of David's songs where he has been on his own, out on the margins. Here he is included, part of a great public gathering. Ironically, at the current time, this too is not something I can experience. I am unable to be in a great congregation. Public health regulations during the COVID pandemic have severely limited opportunities to gather. I look forward to being able to stand and sing with others. But I know that that is only a foretaste of a louder and longer song with a bigger and more diverse congregation. This will see people from every nation gather in a great city with a river illuminated by the presence of the Lord. There is a lot to look forward to, and knowing the end of the story even more than David must shape our choices, allegiances and loves as we live each day.